Go beyond the superficial. Go beyond the noise. And Hype delivers business knowledge gained from developing and manufacturing hundreds of products, working with high-growth entrepreneurs from all over the world. Focus skills and passion into innovative ideas. Take control. Transform product ideas into business realities. This is And Hype. Transform product ideas into business reality. My name is Callie Keen, and this is End Hype. On this week's episode, we're going to take a break from interviewing the top entrepreneurs and brands in the product business, and I want to get into leadership. Everyone is an inventor. Everyone is an innovator. I believe that everybody has a million-dollar idea. I'm not sure if they can make a million dollars with that idea. I don't know if they can execute on that because the world has too many ideas already. It's not a problem about ideas or validating ideas. The problem is getting your idea, getting your product, getting your business in front of the right people, in front of the right customers, getting somebody to get off TikTok for one second and pay attention to what you have to offer. It is more and more challenging every single day. And since you're listening to the podcast, you've heard great lessons from people that are at the top of the field, people that have done it. And a common theme that you'll see if you go back and you listen to those interviews, if you go back and you listen to the training on collaborative growth strategy, you'll see that partnerships, some form of partnership, whether that's with your customers, with another brand, with a manufacturer, with someone who has your audience, who has your resources, that has the money, that has that big lever that can change your life and change your business. There's some form of strategic partnership that breaks the ice, that opens the door and makes that thing happen. More often than not, this is distribution. It is getting eyeballs, getting the right eyeballs, getting the right attention so people know that you exist. Amazing products lose to well-marketed products every day. Well-marketed products lose because it's just too expensive to market that item. It might cost you $20 or $30 to acquire a customer and your product is only $50 or you can only get your average order value up to $70 or $100 or you have no reorder. There's so many financial dynamics that are involved in it and we get stuck in the weeds instead of doing something incredible. And a common theme in those interviews, whether we talk to a SaaS company, we talk to Stephen with licensing, we talk to Don, a venture-backed startup, we hear this partnership theme over and over again. And that's not a mistake because that is my primary growth strategy. That's the thing that I'm trying to drill home. If you want to learn more about just running Facebook ads, there's a million podcasts about that. There's people very clever so clever that they're selling the same strategy that we used 10 years ago. They're still selling that as courses and programs and guru coaching today. Lots of people are talking about small tactics and small little pieces of pieces that will help you grow incrementally. They'll create linear growth in your business. They will improve your business. Some people are amazing at these things and they are necessary, but a common theme, a common story that I hear over and over again is a founder takes action, an entrepreneur gets in the mix, they start communicating, they start becoming this leader, and they attract 
they attract a partnership, they attract a collaboration, which breaks them free from this kind of negative cycle of linear growth. It creates exponential growth. It breaks them free from the idea of incremental or linear growth into exponential growth. So this week, what I want to talk about is the leadership traits entrepreneurs need to develop strategic partnerships. I can give you a great pitch deck. I can give you a step-by-step process and program for getting in front of the right people. Actually, I already have. I think it's episode 84, 85. We kicked off a series about collaborative growth strategy, which lays out a pretty good roadmap of how to build relationships online and get in front of the right people. The problem with this is most people feel like they're not ready. They're not worthy. There's not something that a business will want to collaborate with or they're, they don't understand their value. When I talk to clients like this, when I talk to people on our strategy calls about this, it's a, one of those mindset things. This leads to that same unease and lack of clarity inside their business and outside because you need employees, you need partners, you need to be a leader. And to be a leader, you need to know where you're going. And you need to be able to communicate where you're going and you need to get people to trust you and you need to get people to work with you. And you need to become the person that's going to get that success. I know that sounds stupid. It sounds woo-woo, like I'm going to transform into this thing, this newfound thing. But I've talked to founders of really large companies and they have become something different. They started, they were absolutely unqualified to do what they did and to be what they are today, if that makes any sense. They had to change their identity. They had to grow and change who they are to be what they are right now. So as you change, you're able to change other people's lives. You're able to change people externally in your business and internally in your business. But when I talk to people about strategic partnerships and collaboration, we hit an instantaneous wall like, I don't have anything to offer. I'm not sure why a big business would want to collaborate with me. I'm not sure why somebody would want to join my team. I'm not sure why somebody would want to do a brand collab. I'm I'm not sure. And I can lay out the fundamentals of how that mathematically works, just like that customer acquisition cost and your product cost. Just like you would ask me, how do I source this product for this cost and what can I sell it for? We can do the math. But if you don't believe in that thing, if you don't have leadership traits that you're developing that are in line with your personality, what you want your identity to be, what you want your life to look like, if you're not developing those traits, you're not really going to believe that your brand is worth much more than anything. You're, you're not going to believe enough to pitch somebody and have them want to do business with you. Maybe your business is just a trick. It's a hack. It's an arbitrage. It's something that you can't believe that really is happening and is working. And that's holistically unhelpful if you want to get to somewhere important, somewhere satisfying. So let's get into these traits. This list is by no means comprehensive. These kind of topics aren't even the core of what I want to talk about, but I can't get you to the place where we can talk through partnership deals. I want to talk about co-branding. I want to talk about cross-selling. I want to talk about collab products. I want to talk about so many things that if we don't talk about the traits of a leader, 
if I give you strategies, even step-by-step step, exactly how to do something and you can't use it, it's kind of a waste of all of our time. So the first trait that is absolutely fundamentally essential for a leader to have is communication skills. Yeah, if you're an introvert, maybe you can just pull the strings as the puppet master. Maybe you're the visionary and you have somebody go and execute for you. You can sit in your ivory tower and not have to talk to a bunch of partners and vendors and employees. But I'll tell you right now, that's it's not going to happen. If you don't know how to communicate the value of your brand, it's going to be really difficult to build customer relationships, let alone partner relationships or investor relationships. If you can't clearly articulate your goals and objectives and expectations, if you can't listen to other people, take that feedback in and respond coherently, you're going to have a lot of problems. I put this right at the top because this feeds so many of the other pieces of the puzzle. And it's also not something that people commonly have. We go through school and we learn facts. We learn some skills, but in general, we don't learn great communication. So to take this another level, I want you to find a forum where you can practice communication. Start a podcast. Go sign up for speaking engagements. Join a community. Hell, I don't care if you join Toastmasters. Put yourself in an uncomfortable situation where you have to communicate with other people. I meet business owners that have a lack of communication skills. They're so used to just speaking with employees. They have no ability to communicate on a real peer-to-peer basis. Maybe they have some sales ability. They can speak to clients and they can give a presentation, but they can't act like a normal human being. And they're used to talking to people that they actually pay. Go out there and talk to some new people. Start up a conversation. I, I would rather not. I would rather just be in my office. I'd rather just design cool stuff. But that's not going to land me partnerships that I need. It's not going to land me the vendor relationships that I need. It's not going to help me recruit employees or train people. It's not going to help anything if I don't learn how to communicate. I'm a little biased, but starting a podcast is easily one of the best ways to develop your communication skills. Collaboration is next on the list. Now, you might think that collaboration and partnership are synonymous, but most people don't really understand collaboration in and of itself. I can partner with a company that provides a resource that I don't. I can partner with another manufacturing company. I can partner with a marketing company. I can partner to get more capacity and more capability. But when we collaborate, it is an exchange. It is a two-way street. There's a push and a pull to it. There isn't just a division of labor. There isn't just checking on someone like management. So collaboration goes beyond management. Collaboration means exchanging ideas and responsibilities. I will still rely on this person just like I would rely on any of my partners. I would still have expectations that something is going to get done just like I would if I was managing somebody. But with collaboration, I actually have to listen to the other person. I have to understand their perspective. I have to build consensus on the team. This is what we're going to do. This is what it'll look like. This is how very interesting products and businesses can get made. When I want to form a partnership with another company, with a brand, a business, an agency owner, someone that I find that's interesting, I don't have to just jump into the deep end and say, let's form this JV, this joint venture. Let's sign all this paperwork and let's get started. I can just start collaborating. An easy first step is to just create content with someone. If you come on the show and we jam together, maybe we have great rapport. We can build rapport. We can learn about each other over the course of half an hour or an hour. Maybe we have a great conversation after the record button goes off 
and there's something that we can do together. Maybe you have a community that I can join. Maybe you can join my community. Maybe we can take this to the next level. Maybe there's something that I can teach your audience. There's ways of naturally and organically collaborating with people. We can create joint pieces of content, articles, video. There's a natural way for this to happen. And over time, this will lead to partnership. Over time, you'll get to know how this person ticks. What's important to them? What's the cadence of their work? When do they work? How do they like to receive feedback? If we can't be a good collaborator, we can't do these amazing strategies I want to talk about, that we will talk about. The next trait is trust. Building trust with partners is essential. You're not going to collaborate or build any kind of real long-term relationships if you can't build trust. To build others' trust in you, you have to trust other people. That's why this is a trait versus a trick. We're not trying to trick other people into trusting us so we can be a leader. We have the trait of trusting others. We can promote people trusting us by just being reliable, being trustworthy, right? Being consistent. If you want to look at this in any clear business sense, the best way to be trustworthy, hey, this person's worthy of collaborating, this person's worthy of building a relationship with is make other people money, make them look good, help them build their brand, help them achieve the goal that they're, that they're struggling with. Add value in a clear, measurable way. This is pretty simple. One of the top reasons why I put out so much content isn't because I think I'm going to become some kind of social media influencer. It's because for the people that listen, I want to create measurable results in their life and in their business over time. If you listen to an episode and you implement it and you make thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars and that snowballs because of some silly tip or a strategy or a phone call that we had, you're going to trust me a little bit more. We might not know each other, but a, a great way for me to build trust is to create this audience by putting out content that I think you can take action on and create value. Flexibility is absolutely important. Anybody that tries to keep up with digital marketing, you better be flexible. It seems like the strategies change from month to month where they used to change from year to year, but we have to be flexible because we live in this changing world. I know that sounds hackneyed. It sounds like a truism, but our world is changing. It's changing more quickly. And if we are inflexible because XYZ strategy worked last year or worked for our friend two years ago, or this is the way we've always done it. If we have that kind of inflexibility, you will eventually be ruined. You can see this with success, that it builds this survivor bias. This is the way to do something. Again, I've met people that have been successful in the exact opposite ways. Smart entrepreneurs, the people that are able to start a business, sell it, start another business, sell it, they build frameworks around learning, testing, and adapting instead of frameworks on this is exactly how to do this thing. Because flexibility is an advantage. It is a trait of a leader, is to be able to test operate, test again, make some kind of change. In manufacturing, we have PDCA, Plan, Do, Check, Act. Very common in lean manufacturing, very common quality systems. But we look at a problem or we look at a system and we execute, look at the result, and we adapt. It has to be done like that. And if you want to build your trait of flexibility, here's an easy way. Allocate a portion of your time and energy to something risky. So if you were looking at your marketing spend, 
you can say, hey, I'm going to spend 70% tried and true. I'm going to spend 20% on something that's a little bit more cutting edge. And I'm going to spend 10% on just something crazy because I want to learn more about this. I want to figure out how it works. I want you to learn how to execute, analyze, and adjust. Get more comfortable with doing things that you don't know and being comfortable about being wrong. It's very easy to get used to being right, especially with success. And if you're a leader, you're going to be leading a group of people to a new place. There's going to be new challenges, new ground. If you haven't built flexibility into your core traits, into your identity, you're going to have a lot of problems. You're going to have a lot of unnecessary frustration. The next trait is vision. A clear vision of the future is essential for setting goals and creating strategies to achieve them. You can't get what you want unless you know what you're trying to get. It makes so much sense, but understand that the majority of your competitors, the majority of your peers are just doing something. They're just doing things, not really knowing where it could go. They say, I want to be a millionaire. And then they're just doing stuff in a hurry, in a confusion, and then seeing like, oh, something's got to stick. And then eventually I'm going to be a millionaire. In reality, that's highly unlikely. When I was running startup accelerators, vision was always something very interesting because a common problem that startups would have is they were looking for their partner. They were looking for their founding partner. And so we had to set the vision and goals and the impact of the business so they could just convince one person in the entire world, not the first hundred customers or the first thousand raving fans, but just convince one person of your vision. To do that, we'd have to understand what was the big thing that they were going to do? What was the impact? What was the massive goal that was so big that other people would look at it and say, all of my dreams fit inside of this one massive dream, or I can achieve whatever I want in my life, at least for the time being, if I join up with this person, because what they want to do is so in alignment with what I want to do. I think what they're doing is so cool or so big or so important or so profitable that I'm going to get there. And if you're struggling with this because you're just trying to start an e-commerce business, you're just trying to turn your idea into a product and your product into a business, go work with a coach, go find a mentor. Someone good will ask you uncomfortable questions about why you're trying to do this. What would the world be like? What would the world be like for your clients? And through that process of figuring out why the hell you're trying to do this, why don't you just go get a job? be able to turn off at five o'clock. Why are you trying to do this to yourself? What is it going to be like when you win? What does winning feel like? All of those kind of odd, uncomfortable questions. When you know what your answer is, you can communicate that vision to employees and collaborators. They can work with you more easily because they know what you're trying to do, what the business is trying to do. And you can create shared destiny, right? Their life is going to get better as your life gets better. And if you think this sounds woo-woo, try creating a business strategy and a growth strategy if you don't even know what kind of business that you're in. It makes zero sense. And the final trait is resilience, the ability to bounce back from challenges and setbacks. Nothing ever goes perfectly as planned. Even success can break a business. If you don't believe me, what would happen if you sold 10 times as much product tomorrow as you did last month? Would you be able to fulfill those orders? Would you be able to say yes? If you did accidentally say yes, 
what would your customer service look like? What would your fulfillment or your production look like? Growth can absolutely break a business. The capital requirements for growth can break a business. Success requires having mental toughness and determination to stay the course. Nothing will go right. Your critical employees will quit because of a personal issue. Your vendors might go out of business or they might have a meteor hit their building and they can't deliver. I've had a critical vendor, their building caught on fire, delaying our project by months and months. All kinds of things can happen. Last year, people had containers fall off a boat and they lost all of their product. You will have challenges. Success isn't the absence of challenges. Success is getting through these challenges because no matter what level of elevation you are, whether it's just getting started or you're running a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure, whatever business, you will have challenges. You'll have problems. Every single day, you will have problems. Business is partially a game of attrition. You could start at the same time as your friend or 10 friends, or you could see brands start at the same time and you could follow them on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. You will see that your competition quits. Maybe they merge with another company. Maybe they get acquired. Maybe they just turn the lights off. But business is a game of attrition. Over time, you gain skills, you gain resources, you build relationships, you gain know-how, you get the best employees, you get the best vendors, you get the best partners, and your competition quits. People aren't naturally very resilient, especially now. So this is absolutely a trait that's going to bring you through all of those other pieces because as the world changes, as your goals change, as you change, there'll be different stresses. So yeah, you could be flexible. Yeah, you could have an amazing vision. Yeah, you could communicate that. But you have to get up the next morning after something bad happens and just say, I'm going to do this because I want X in my life. I want to do cool things. I want to make cool stuff. That's me personally. That's really all I want to do. I want to make cool stuff. I just realized to do that, I have to have a community and a network of amazing people. I have to have skills to build amazing products. I have to have really great partners, vendors, employees. I have to have all of those pieces. And vetting those things out, finding them, is not just as easy as selecting like a great person out of a crowd. It is a process of testing, failing, improving. And that's why resilience is, is so important. But if you're getting started in this, you're getting started in entrepreneurship, you're going to be experiencing hard things. Fair enough. But if you feel like you're getting comfortable, your business is going pretty well, it's not the big struggle, it's not the 60, 70, 80 hours a week anymore, I would urge you to go out and still build that trait, build that trait of resilience. Go do something else that's difficult. Pick up a hobby that other people do as a job. Do something that is mentally challenging. Go pick up Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't know, whatever fits your world. Go do something hard. If you can constantly challenge yourself in whatever that area of your life is, you can bring that resilience back to your business. I hope this episode was helpful. I've been absolutely blown away by the guests and the conversations that I've had recently. We're going to spend a little bit of time breaking down collaboration, breaking down partnership, how to make that work for your business in some very simple, clear, concise ways, ways that you can listen to this episode and 
instantly take action, take action that day or that week in your business to grow your business. After that, we'll be getting back to interviewing some of the top people in product, in e-commerce. Very excited for some of the guests that are coming up. If you're listening to this and you run a brand, you want some free promotion from one of the top product podcasts in the world, message me. Let's get you scheduled on here and you can share your story, how you got started, what you're trying to achieve, and how you're building collaboration and partnerships inside and outside of your company to grow. Thanks for listening. My name is Callie Keen, and this has been End Hype.